Welcome Builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Hello, Builders. Welcome to Episode 42 of the Build Your Success Podcast. As we are all social distancing physically, I'm glad you have decided to take time to listen to this podcast to get some self and some professional development. On today's podcast, I'm excited to have Michael Mariner as our guest. Michael is an author, motivational speaker, empowerment expert, shift strategist, and entrepreneur. Also, he's known as the shift motivator. He is a voice that helps govern the transition periods in your life while figuring out your way to greatness. He is a message of think different, be different, live different. Welcome to the podcast, Michael. Well, hello there, Brian. How are you doing, buddy? It's great to be here today. Man, it is great to hear from you, and I'm excited about our discussion here. You know, after you uh, filled out the application, I decided to title our discussion, Success on Purpose, Doing What It Purposely Takes to Be Successful. So let's dive right into this, Michael. What do, what do our listeners need to do to, to, be on, to have success on purpose? Well, Brian, that is a great question, buddy. Um, I mean, everything starts with a foundation. You know, you can't build a house uh, without first laying down a foundation. And, and so as simple as it may sound, the foundation of it is really defining what success means to you as an individual. Because, um, you know, we have so many things that pull on us. You know, we have social media. We have entertainment. We have, you know, television shows. We have music, you know, different things of that nature. And everybody has their definition of what success is. And if that is not your definition of success, then basically what you're doing is chasing somebody else's dream. So I would say the first thing that a person would need to do is define what their definition of success is. I know it sounds simple, um, but like I said in the last statement, if I'm following somebody else in the entertainment world or in the sports world, arena, TV, television, and I'm following their dream of what they say success is, then I'm really not being successful in what I'm purpose for. Henceforth, your title, doing what it purposely takes to be successful. I love this topic. The foundation is the beginning, and we need to create a definition. You know, we talk about the why, but as a builder, the foundation really resonates with me. Get started, we got to get something to support this, this structure or this idea that, that we're doing and this goal that we've set. And man, what about those distractions? Aren't they so easy to take us off course? Yes, yes, sir, man. It is so easy to get off course. I mean, you can literally wake up in the morning before, you know, going to work or, you know, going to your office and you can turn your phone on and next thing you know, you're on social media for two hours, you know. So, <laughs> and, you know, unless you make making money through social media, then that doesn't serve your purpose. <laughs> so one of the things you wrote in the application was, Stay ready, and you won't have to get ready. So I think that that's part of this distraction conversation. That you talk about being ready, and I love that idea. Uh, can you give our listeners 
Panthers are going to stay ready and be ready. Yes, sir, most definitely, man. That That is my philosophy or one of my philosophies that I live by, man. I'm, like I said in the, in the um, on the application, you know, being proactive instead of reactive. Um, you, uh, you know, we was talking earlier and I shared, you know, my, my start in the financial industry and the insurance, um, industry. So I learned a little bit about finances, um, retirement, things like that. And my mom, you know, she gave me the foundation. She's the one taught, that taught me how to manage money. And when I look at society and I look at America, you know, we're very wasteful. We don't, we don't plan for things unless it's, um, almost too late. I mean, you can, we kind of look at the situation now. Uh, it's like we're more being reactive instead of proactive, you know. Um, I was working for this one company um, some years back, and um, we was on a conference call with the VP of the organization, and he made a powerful statement. And um, this was a, uh, another financial firm that I had worked for. He said, you know what, more people plan for their vacation than for their future financial security. And I was like, wow. I was like, that is true because, you know, as I'm trying to conduct business and talking to people about retirement, different things of that nature, a large mass of pe- people, you know, they don't plan for retirement. They don't see it as important or, you know, um, I can't do it, you know, and I, like, and I always tell them, I say, well, the more you say that you can't, you can't, you can't, they say, you're going to lose, you're going to be staring retirement in the face and you can't tell retirement at that time, I'm, I can't, <laughs> you know, so, so, you know, Creating those discipline measures um, to save money and do things like that. So um, that's an example of being proactive. That's a real simple and a common example of being proactive. And even in this time right now, even in, in the downtime that we have right now, what about those dreams, those goals that you may have subsided because maybe life has happened to you? Maybe, um, you know, you, you had kids early, you started a family early, and, and you had to begin to, to put some things on the back burner because you had to do what you had to do to take care of your family, you know. But now we have some downtime, so now it's the time to be proactive um, about pursuing what it takes to maybe write that book, start that business, write that song, and, you know, not look at the fact that I'm stuck in the house for, you know, umpteen days or, you know, whatever, how long we're going to have this, this lock-in going on. So, you know, that's another example of being proactive. You know, look at the bright side of it. Look at the positive side of it. You know, well, hey, I can do some research on how to start a book or how to start this company or whatever it may be. Then now I'm being proactive and then being able to learn from this incident on what's going on right now as to maybe I may have a shed in the back of my house to where now I may stock up more supplies than I would normally buy at the grocery store just in case something happens. So um, those are a few things that I think will be good tips, you know, to start off as an example of being proactive instead of reactive. I love those examples of you that you started off in that financial foundation your mom helped you with. I, too, have a, have a mom that, that did that for me, and she encouraged me early on in my career to every time that I got a raise to get my 401k a raise, and I've done that. For right. Me. You know, what she explained to me was, you don't have that money that you didn't raise, so you don't get used to it. So if you put some mm-hmm. of it away in your 401k, you won't even notice it. And that's been really good. Of course, as you alluded to, the downtimes now is a little tricky, but, you know, as long as we're right. of course, I mean, I'm going to keep investing all the way. That's what we got to do, right? Keep this proactive response. And then all the, these other things you said to do while we're in this down period. I love that encouragement. And I can tell you, I, I just recently published a little book and, uh, 
you won't be bored sitting home if you start to sit down and, and, and truly write something you're passionate about, I can say that. And maybe you said writing a song. Do something you always wanted to do, and, and you won't be bored and getting depressed about not being able to work. I hate, you know, I believe our country is founded. It's not just on money and making money. It's on the hope that exchanging services it's, yeah. it's really, you know, the money, the monetary value is really just exchanging our time for what we value each other for and and learning what's important to you and helping someone else. Those things drive our economy. And, and I mm-hmm. just hope we get back to that as soon as possible. Man, Brian, I would agree, buddy, man. You said a mouthful of that. I, I would agree. And, um, I was sharing with some of the kids, um, actually just this, this week, um, you know, just trying to stay in contact with them and stuff like that. Cause I know they're bored. My daughter's saying the same thing. Well, I'm bored. And the first thing I said, go read a book, you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> cause I, I, you know, I try to give them, give her, you know, space and stuff. Cause I always get me and my wife, between me and my wife, you know, we're we'll giving her assignments or stuff to do or whatever like that. And, um, you know, just telling them, you know, just use this time. You know, I say, you know, you always want the attention. I say, so maybe research, you know, start a YouTube channel, you know, and, and by you doing that, maybe that'll encourage somebody at your school or somebody in your circle. And, um, because we got to get back to that. And it's, it's almost forcing us, um, to get back to those old days. You know, I was, I had to run to the store and I, I just told my wife this the other day. I had to run to the store. And um I'm just watching the families out on the bike trail. Um, you know, which they said it was okay, you know, if you want to go out and get some fresh air and take a walk and, or, you know, things of that nature. And so I'm I'm just watching families now, you know, they're riding bikes. We that's all we used to do back in the day. You know, riding the riding bikes and playing in the dirt. <laughs> and um and you know, what we didn't have, we had to create. You know, you know, and I used an example and I was sharing with them, we did a um on live um Facebook Live yesterday for the youth ministry. And um I used an example like, you know, you know, we didn't have a whole lot growing up. And so if if our parents couldn't afford, I say something just as simple as a basketball goal, I said we had to use our mind to to put ourselves in the space of having a basketball goal. And for an example, like say if, if mom had a milk crate in the in the um utility room, we would take whatever was in the milk crate out of the milk crate and we would set that milk crate on on something high, whether we stacked it on some boxes or whatever it may be, and we would set that milk crate on top of those boxes and then we would get the basketball and we would just dribble around and shoot it in the milk crate like it was a basketball goal. And you know, it's like we are back on those times now and you know, maybe, you know, we, we would stay with grandma for a little while and grandma would be like, you know, well, hey, baby, here you go, man. Go take this sugar, you know, across the street to big mama and she's going to give you some sour cream. You know, so, it, you know, it's a little bit different with the distancing or whatever, but it's, it's making us get back to the things that we were founded upon, which was, um, it takes a village, you know, they old saying it takes a village to raise a child, but within that village, they help each other. The neighbors help each other survive. Until they was in a position to support themselves if they couldn't, you know. And so I and I think it's kind of a great thing. Unfortunately, this had to happen for us to get to that point. Um, but I I, it, I told my wife it dealt my heart good because I was, you know, you don't see people doing that anymore. We don't they you don't see families riding bikes or walking and doing everybody's in the house on the computer, on their laptop, on their phone. And you know, so it's kinda of getting us back to a place of community, so to speak. 
Yeah, that's that's seeing the good and it is that's great and you know you, that makes me remember me and my sister reminisce a lot about we we put each other in a garbage can and roll each other down the hill and that's one of the, the times we think was we remember that was so much fun. I mean, and, and I, yeah. I've seen my kids they they play with the cardboard boxes more than they do the toys we got them. So it's just youth and and children are so resilient and and can make good out of bad and and they they can be an example to us. I just can't. Yes, yes, exactly, man. It's it's we can learn a lot from kids as adults, man. You know, and, and just like you said, just visiting our childhood, man. And, and you're exactly right. It's it's we we taint them, you know. We taint them. We buy them the expensive toys and you know clothes and stuff like that. And they're just kids. They don't know what they have on unless you tell them. They don't know what you bought them unless you tell them. And they're at the age that they can understand what it is. But like you said, at the end of the day. They're going to end up playing with the box that the toy came in and have more fun than they did with if they were playing with the toy. <laughs> so, so tell me a little more. You started off talking about how you can teenagers on Facebook and how encouraging them. I know you have a passion for young people. I, I have one as well. I, I love to encourage this. So tell our listeners what rewards you get from developing them. Oh, man. It's, it's just seeing them grow and develop, seeing them accomplish their goals, seeing the impact that you have on their life when they come to you or they send you a text and say, hey, you know, because you did this or because you said this, this is what's happened to me and this is what changed my life. I mean, that's that's what I do it for, Brian, you know, and everybody that knows me, that like know me, know me, they know I'm a person of impact and purpose and if it's if it's not impacting somebody else's life in a positive way, what am I doing it for? If it's not fulfilling a purpose in my life, what am I doing it for? And so that's what gives me my high man is 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 helping you know helping people in general. Um, but you know I do the, the young people do have a special place in my heart, you know, because like I said, they, they, it, things are different now. You know, things are very different now. There's a lot of separation going on, and so a lot of these kids are raising themselves. And so when you have the opportunity to, to mentor a young person, um, that does my heart well, you know, when they, you know, even if they don't say anything, but you can just see a difference in their behavior, you know, and knowing that you had a part in that, you know, and I, that's what I love to see. I just, I love to see change, man. I love to see change um, in their life. And um, it's very rewarding, man, when you see a troubled kid or a kid that's going through something and just some simple words that you have said or simple act of kindness that went a long way and helped shift the trajectory of that child's life, man. That is, that's just, to me, there's no greater reward almost, man. Yeah, I got to agree with you. And, uh, just, I, I learned, yeah, I, this podcast is as a result of me helping mentor young people when I realized how much I loved them. I was like, well, maybe I can help adults too. And So we launched this podcast and we're doing other things to help, help people. So I just really thoroughly enjoy it. You know, you talk about shifting these young people, and, and in your application you said change shifts momentum for success. And, and, you know, here we have the shift motivator on the podcast. I heard from John Maxwell this week that in the middle of adversity lies opportunity. He used this quote from Albert Einstein. John was encouraging us to persevere through COVID-19 and be prepared for what is on the other side. And so, so you're talking about being proactive and, and just 
being ready and having having these things uh, be it stay ready and you won't have to get ready. Those kind of conversations. So let's talk about this change shifts momentum for success. Yeah, man. If if you look at um, well, let me let me just say in my life, you know, in my life, um, a lot of things was created out of darkness. You know, um, it's really really easy to get comfortable. But when you're put in a situation where you have to think beyond you normally would think or act beyond normally you, how you would act, and that comes from a place of change. That comes from a place of severity, uncertainty. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, those are those dark moments in our life. Um, and, you know, I remember back in the day, um, you know, when you had those those cameras that you had to take the picture and then the film, the film comes out and you got to wait for it to develop. Or either it comes out and then you got to take it into a dark room and, um, and have it develop in that dark room. And then once it's developed through the process, um, that it takes in that dark room and then you're able to see the picture. That's kind of how I, I view this stuff and dealing with change and adversity. And, um, you know, it's a lot of times it comes from those dark moments. It comes from a place of uncomfortability, um, a place of change. And so it forces us, for those that really wanted to be, be successful, it, it forces us to go beyond the norm. You know, and like I also mentioned, too, you know, there's no new normal now. I mean, there's no normal now. There's a new norm now. You know, we can't go back to normal. Normal is what got us in the position that we are now, not being proactive and just and being reactive, you know. And so that's what I think about change, man. And when I look at my life, I've had a lot of change that I've had to, to, to overcome, you know, one being um, 2004. I don't know if you remember or how old you were at the time, but um, back in 2004, when those four hurricanes came through, man, it it it, it, it put us out of displacement. I let, had to learn how to move and transition out of that. And then, you know, four years later, you know, getting hit in 2008 by the by the housing market. You know, we had just purchased a new home right at the tip of the bubble. And, you know, sitting upside down in the house so, so big and then going through, um, different changes in the financial industry that was going on at the time that affected my business, um, having to be able to fight my way out of that. So there's just been so many shifts after shifts. So when I look at my brand and, and by faith, I believe that was something that God had gave me and, um, because that was my life. So, you know, talking about change and transition and being successful, that's what it takes because if you want to be successful in anything, Change is always going to be that. The only thing constant in life is change. So if I learn how to maneuver through change, then I learn how to conquer life and be successful in life. You know, so that's kind of been my story. You know, a lot of this stuff was created out of dark places, places where I had to um, change. You know, I couldn't adapt to what was, but I had to adapt to something that was coming. Um, and even at the same time, even though it may have been um, scary, it may have been, you know, some uncertainty. But at the end of the day, when a person had decided that they want to be successful in whatever it is they feel like they want to be successful in, they have to learn how to adapt to change. If not, they're going to be obsolete. Man, that is good stuff right there. Yeah, we just got to be adaptable, man, because as you stated, the only thing that's constant is change. It's just, it's such a simple statement, but such a true statement that we need to be aware of and conscious of and, and be prepared for. You know, you talk about us not being prepared. I remember I was in middle school when Hurricane Hugo devastated Homestead, and then we went so many years without a hurricane that we were caught off guard by Charlie, and we were not prepared for that. And then those three and four hurricanes, you know, after that. And and now today, 
we're ready. You know, the people of Florida, we understand what can happen. And we got water, mm-hmm. we got you know power support, uh, temporary power. We, we have methods and means for, for getting through a hurricane, and and can be said the same thing for COVID nineteen. We all got to learn how to adapt to this and, and what we can do better. You know, I really believe humanity is resilient, and we will get to the other side of this pandemic. As past generations have overcome much worse, man. The blue bottom mm-hmm. plague, man, was way worse than this. E- even the uh, swine flu was worse. Than, you know, as far as the statistics and numbers go today, it was worse than this. And, and we barely even, we certainly didn't shut down commerce as we have with this one. But mm-hmm. we were resilient, man. We, we need to keep our focus on hope. The hope, man, that to see the other side of this pandemic and get through it together. Everybody's got the port their bootstraps. The economy's going to be down without a doubt. But we have to be resilient and, and get back to work, help each other, support each other. As you talked about, man, this village that, that brings up this, raises a child or raises a group of children. Man, that's good stuff. Yeah, man, it, it brings us back to a sense of community, you know. And, um, one of the things I always tell um, the young people is, I say, you know what, it's, it's easy and hard at the same time for you guys. I say it's easy in a, in a place that because um, everybody's in a place of almost being untouchable with your generation because everything is done, you know, through text or via phone. So you really don't even know how to communicate. So it's almost easy to be more successful than your peers because if you learn how to communicate outside of a simple text because when you're texting, you guys are texting in code. You know what you're saying, but us older generational people, like your parents, we got to figure out what in the world did you just say? <laughs> you know, and so, but something just as simple as, you know, being able to communicate, being able to look at me in my eyes while you're shaking my hand, you know, hello, sir, hey, how are you doing? You know, somebody that's in a position to help you. They're going to raise an eyebrow. Man, this young, this young man, this young lady sharp. You know, they looked at me in my eye. They gave me a firm grip. You know, the simple things that you and I learned growing up, you know, that we were taught, you know, to, to help us along the road of being successful and how to deal with people and things like that. Because if those that, the ones that know how to deal with people, those are the ones that have the greatest impact in people's lives. Anybody wants to go back and listen to the podcast, don't go it alone. A few podcasts ago, I think it might have been 39 or 40, but you know, I talked about it in there how we are so dependent upon one another. And we're going to realize that with everybody being distracted. If we can't get toilet paper, it's because deliveries aren't being made, production's not being fast enough. Those things we are dependent upon other people, we're depending on supply chain, truck drivers, the manufacturer at the facility that makes this stuff for us. And we need to be so grateful for what they're doing for us. A lot of these people are having to work mega overtime. And they're concerned for themselves and their family, just like we are. And yet they're out there making it happen for us. It just, I, I love, you know, the community. And, and as you discussed, being able to have a conversation is so important for these young people. We need to get that. Connections in life, man, is so important. And attitude, you know. That we talk about skills are only 15% of our success and, and, and attitude makes up 85% of our success. Gotta encourage, you know, not just young people, all of us adults too gotta recognize that we have a positive attitude and a prepared attitude, you know, get ready. Hey, while we're down in this, in this uh, social distancing, 
as Michael told you to do. Try something new. Write a book. Write a song. Do something you've always wanted to do. Make Clean up your house. Make your house better. You know, just whatever you can do. Get busy about being productive and doing something. You know, don't, don't be shut down because you can't get out there. Well, Michael, man, it's been great having you on the podcast today. How can our listeners get in contact with you? Great, Brian, man. I appreciate you having me on the show, buddy, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, and everybody can, you know, they can contact me on my website. It's um, www.shiftmotivations.com. That's with an S, www.shiftmotivations.com. Um, you can also find me on social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram as uh, Michael Mariner. Uh, last name is M-A-R-I-N-E-R. And on YouTube and Twitter, um, my handle is The Shift Motivator on those two um platforms on YouTube and Twitter. So you can definitely get in contact with me on there. Um, shoot me an email. Shoot me a comment. I love um, to speak with you. Whatever we can do to help shift your momentum for success. Hey, Michael, you also have a book coming out. Tell us about the book. Oh, yes. Yes, man. I am I am greatly excited about that one. You know, some, you know, we talked a little bit about purpose earlier. I was actually in the midst of writing another book when I felt the inside shift to write this one. <laughs> so, and um, this one is called um, The Blueprint to Success, um, A Student's Guideline for Successful Living. And now this book here has a twofold purpose. Number one, it is primary for students. Um, scholastically, um, definitely um, for my, my middle school and my high schoolers, but because of the content, um, it is also for what I call the lifelong learner, which I consider myself. I'm a student. I'm a lifelong learner. So there are principles in there that I teach that are real simple. Um, the unique thing about this book, I didn't write chapters. I wanted to do something different. I wrote sections. Um, there's an old, there, well, there's a, a context in the medical world called MRI that the doctors use. They can't see an injury, um, you know, that is visible with the naked eye. So they put you in this machine and they, they, they scan you and they look on the inside and they say, oh man, you got a broken bone right here. Um, uh, with, with this book, I use the terminology MRA, which stands for, um, mentality, relationship, and action. So those are the three sections that are in this book. Because I wanted to, if I said, if I had to use something real simple to teach a young person about what it takes to be successful, I said, what would I tell them? So that's how I came up with the MRA terminology. It, you got to have a mental toughness. You got to have a great mentality. You got to have the right relationship. And then you got to have the right activities to go along with that. And so no matter what I, anybody says, I feel whatever word that you throw out at me, if I tell you what it takes to be successful, I can throw it up, up under any one of those three categories. So I'm, I'm very excited about it. Um, I've done a few podcasts about it so far, and everybody loved the concept. I'm getting great reviews back already. And so I'm looking to release that early summer. So just kind of be on the lookout. You can actually go to my website and subscribe to my email list so that way you you're always in tune to what we have going on and what we have coming out. So um, thank you for allowing me to share that with the audience, Brian. Oh, you're welcome, Michael. And for our listeners, I'll include his contact information in the description of the podcast. I hope you have enjoyed this episode with Michael today, being successful on purpose, doing what it purposely takes to be successful. If you will, 
whatever platform you're listening to this on, if you're listening on iTunes or Google or Podbean or whatever platform you're listening to our podcast on, give us a rating and review. Be honest. Let us know if we can improve or what you like about the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. You can also reach out to me at Brian B at buildcs.net. Brian is spelled with an I. I'd love to hear from you if you got ideas. Also, if you want to be a guest on the podcast or recommend a guest for the podcast, go to our website, www.buildcs.net. You can fill out the application like Michael did, and we'll get you on here as soon as we can. Listen, loved having you here today. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Thank you. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.